welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad. If this is your first time listening to the First Time Podcast, let me explain. I invite a guest to record the podcast with me. One of us has experienced something for the first time, and we talk about it. It could be a movie, TV show, book, uh, album. It can be literally anything, food, um, just anything that the person or I are experiencing for the first time, and we talk about it. So I'm back here with my friend Mike, and we're going to hit up another movie tonight. How's it going? Hello. Good. I'm here. <laughs> a little, uh, I won't pretend we just recorded another episode, so I'm not going to act like we haven't talked or we don't it's need to catch up. It's been a while. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll just jump right into t- today's movie or tonight's uh, movie is the Michael Bay movie Pain and Gain. My name is Daniel Lugo, and I want to make America a better place. If you're willing to do the work, you can have anything. That's what makes the USFA great. You work hard, and what does life serve you? A shame sandwich with a side order of shit. (laughs) Don't be a donter. Do be a doer. I had a wife, two beautiful daughters. Thank God I left her. Now I'm with seven honeys of which I can choose from. Oh my God, this guy understands me. Don't you think you deserve better? Because I do. Mr. Doble, are you currently using steroids? I think they messed me up. (laughs) Took a lot of balls to come in here. More like raisinets. At least yours are chocolate-covered raisinets. Oh, sorry. We're being kept down by people who cheated to get where they are. I got a plan to change that. You can't kidnap a guy and take his things. Sure we can. Victor Kershaw is a criminal prick who deserved bad shit to happen to him. We go through with this, nobody gets hurt, right? Oh man, I watch a lot of movies, Paul. I know what I'm doing. We're looking for merchandise to shock, incapacitate, and imprison our fellow man. Hit me! Eagle is on the move. Neutralize the target. Ass wipe! Did you get him? Where is he? You got the wrong BMW? It was an honest mistake. We thought it was the same car. It looked exactly the same. What the fuck do you want? You knocked him out, man. What the fuck did you do that for? Okay, I need to read the manual. I don't figure it out. Here, you take it. You guys have successfully acquired every asset you have. Thanks, buddy. It's all legal and binding. And they're enjoying it. What do we do now? Star 69. You want to have sex What's with you, clown? Snatch that cabbage patch. All right, here's the deal, little fella. I'm going to headbutt you and knock you out. You do something bad? Maybe a little. They got my toe. You can see the bone. Little buddy, you hungry? What the hell are you doing on the ground? That hurts. Well, it's supposed to hurt. It's called pain and gain, Russ. You don't be a little bitch. Don't eyeball me, boy. I see your mother driving up and down the street looking at me. I'd be your stepfather by the week. 
Okay, yeah. My, Michael Michael Bay's Pain and Gain was released on April 26, 2013. Um, like I said, directed by Michael Bay, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, based on a true story. Um, starring Mark Wahlberg as Daniel Lugo, Anthony Mackie as Adrian Dorball, and uh, ex-convict Christian bodybuilder Paul Doyle is played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, this was your first time seeing this, correct? I just saw it yesterday for the first time. And overall, yeah. did you enjoy it? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yes. Yeah, this one, I, I mean, we were, we've been talking about recording a podcast for a while, and I was just sort of like, you, you watch more movies than I do. So I was like, man, what am I, what could I suggest to him that he hasn't seen? And I don't even remember how we got here, but it popped up like, oh, I've never seen Pain and Gain. Yeah, okay. I was. I had watched the island, the Michael okay. Bay movies, the island, and I'm like, eh, this might be one of my favorite Michael Bay movies, not counting The Rock, and uh, The Rock the movie, not the actor. Right. <laughs> and and you just posted like a picture of Pain and Gain, and I'm like, oh my god, I've never seen that, and I didn't even realize. I felt I saw every Michael Bay movie, and uh, a lot of the Michael Bay movies are, you know, kind of the same. They're all. Uh, you know, like Transformers and everything, there's always the, uh, between the Transformers and Armageddon and the Rock, there's, there's all these scenes where it's very, he uses a lot of slow motion, American flags, a lot of exposition, and a lot of bright colors. And I'm like, okay, another, I don't know why I skipped this one. I think it was, that had a little bit to do with it. I just like, eh, it just looks like a Michael Bay movie without robots in it. Maybe I'll skip it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, th this one is sort of weird because I am not a Michael Bay fan. I am openly yeah. like opposed that's, to him. Yeah, and that's fine. I one, can totally understand yeah. that. I'm not a Michael Bay fan either because of, because of that. It's like Armageddon is a perfect example that there's. It's just everything about Michael Bay that I hate is in Armageddon, and and they have a big cast, and they do this this thing where they stopped to introduce every character very dramatically. Like, yeah. uh, here they come over a hill on a motorcycle. And this is Diamond Dog, something, something. He did four or five years stretching Chino, and he's good at, like, you know, doing this, and that's why we need him. And this is Steve Buscemi again, and his name is him. This is why we need him. And they do all this exposition. And it, he does that a lot in a lot of his movies. Just too much exposition. And yeah. It's really and annoying. It's it's strange because I'm trying to even remember how like this is not something I would ever normally watch at all, yeah. like go out of my way to. And I think it was just a lot of positive reviews from people that I have similar taste to or like, oh, this is like not your normal Michael Bay movie, which is funny because it does have all the same shit. You know, it's yeah, uh, but big it's well dudes and yeah, yeah, it's like it it's like the story just um, I don't know if it's, it's just the the true story just falls like into his yeah. style so perfectly. And this is like his lowest budget movie since I think the original bad boys, they said. Yeah. And, uh, and the location might have something to do with the way that his, it just works for his style of movie making like bad boys set in Miami. This is set in Miami. And a lot of movies set in Miami are just like a lot of, orange hues and a lot of bright blues from the, from the ocean, you know, a lot of, it's very bright 
hot summary looking movie that right. works for Miami and that works for Michael Bay. Absolutely. So I'll just go over the basic storyline and then we can just uh, jump into like talking about the ridiculousness of this one. So uh, like I said, it's based on the true story of Daniel Lugo played by Mark Wahlberg, a Miami bodybuilder who wants to live the American dream. He would like to have the money that other people have. So he enlists the help of fellow bodybuilder, Adrian Dorball, who's played by Anthony Mackey, an ex-convict Christian bodybuilder, Paul Doyle, played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, their kidnapping and extortion scheme goes terribly wrong when they have muscles for brains and they're left to half-hazardly try to hold on to the elusive American dream. So uh, we sort of kick off and, you know, we meet Mark Wahlberg's character. He's working at a gym as like a personal trainer. And it's like, this dude's pretty cool. You know, obviously big muscles, uh, you know, hot babes. Uh, but he sort of talks about how he doesn't want to come to work every day wearing sweatpants and they're just sort of living yeah. paycheck to paycheck. And uh, it's, it's such an interesting thing. Like, I, I don't know how much I, I probably could have done a little more research as far as how much of this movie's true story. But from a little bit from what I read, um, there's only a few small uh, liberties they took in what actually happened. Like they, they even point that out in the movie. Like when I think the rock is like grilling hands, it's like this. Yes, this actually happened. Like, <laughs> yeah. And for him, uh, like The Rock does a lot of now like family friendly actiony stuff, like adventure yeah. action stuff. So it's it's really I love to see him in like a uh R rated movie where he can drop F bombs and uh he's yeah. murdering people and, and he's but he's so funny in this role because he's like the one in the group that is a you know Christian and yeah. born born again and he doesn't want to hurt people and he's the one that's always has the morals and when they when they kidnap uh, the dude, uh, they, he's the one that wants to sit and talk with him and he feels bad about it when he, when they kidnap Victor Kershaw played by Tony Shalhoub, who's yeah. absolutely hilarious in this. Yeah. He's great just, in everything. And this movie, he just was just nailed it. It was awesome. Love him. Yeah. I love the, the, just the ensemble cast they have in this one. Uh, just even smaller characters like Ed Harris is the detective. Yeah. Uh, goes after them. He's awesome. Rod Cordy is one of my favorites. He's uh, perfectly cast in this. Uh, Anthony yeah. Mackie I, I, was was really good. I like him in this and The Night Before. I, I think he's underrated as a comedy actor. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's th This one's a lot of fun, like I said. And um, I, was, I was reading also about how much they bulked up for this movie. Um, let's see. Anthony Mackie put on only 17 pounds of muscle, which I'm saying only, but... Um, he must, yeah. have been pretty, must have been pretty big when he did this, but he yeah. put on 17 pounds of muscle for the role, so he bulked up to 213, but he only had three weeks to do that. Uh -huh. uh, where, like, Wahlberg bulked up to 212, so about the same size, uh, but he, he packed on 40 pounds of muscle in seven weeks for it. Oh and uh, The Rock was over 300 pounds when uh, he was filming this, but he, like, never gets out of shape, so makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> And so these like three dudes, all bodybuilders, um, you know, he, he uh, Mark Wahlberg convinces them to kidnap this rich uh, client of his who pretty much goes in and, and hires him as a personal trainer and then brags to him about how much money he has, tries to convince him, you know, you should you shouldn't be working here. You should be doing something bigger. You need more. Go out and grab it. He, he almost talks him into 
doing this, but um, mm-hmm. obviously not. He, he's trying to tell him to do it the right way. And then he just, he's such a moron. He gets this idea. Like if we just kidnap him and get him to sign over all the shit, it'll be simple as that. <laughs> and it goes hilariously wrong, which is, which is the whole plot of the movie. They just keep getting themselves deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. It reminded me like uh, the last part of Boogie Nights with Mark Wahlberg meets Fargo. Where yeah. It's just a bunch of morons in over their way over their head and it just devolves just and gets worse and worse and worse as they try to get themselves out of the situation. Oh my God. Yeah, very Fargo esque. Yeah, I never thought of the connection until you mentioned it, but that definitely <laughs> it does have that um element to it and it's it's sort of I, I love these movies based on true stories. And I love when like they show in the end credits where they, they show the actual person next to yeah. the person they cast. And obviously yeah. they took, because quite if they a few don't, liberties. I'm usually going online to look them up anyway. So I'm exactly. <laughs> yeah. And obviously they took some liberties and these are like, you know, three of the most handsome actors and they obviously weren't right. you know, <laughs> in that same level. But um, I thought, you know, for, these three roles, it was just, I, I'm absolutely not a Mark Wahlberg fan. And I thought this role was just perfect for him. And yeah. uh, I love the rock in this one too. Just uh, yeah. the scenes where, you know, I think one of my favorite, the rock scenes from the rock in this is when they're finally thinking that they're going to kill him off and they put him in the car and they drive him into the wall and he put the seatbelt on him. <laughs> <laughs> And then he, he climbs out of the car and he's on fire and you're like, run him over. And they, yeah. they, then he's like back up over his head. Oh my God. It's like, he won't die. And then he actually lives uh, through it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, that, that kind of reminded me of the scene in uh snatch where the guy has the bag over his head and he gets hit by a car and he got shot. He just wouldn't die. The Russian guy, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It makes me think of that too. <laughs> Yeah, or the or even as a a dumber one is in like the awesome power movies when it's um, yeah Will Ferrell and he just Ferrell. like yeah I'm still down here I'm yeah. I'm very very hurt but <laughs> yeah <laughs> somebody can send help but uh, yeah he's he's like a tough badass in this movie uh, Tony Shalhoub is because they put him through the ringer and back and yeah. I, I'm curious to know how much of that was actually actually happened like they put him on the dry clean racks and, and send him around. And he's just such a badass, just does not give in. And eventually he, I mean, obviously he signs the stuff, but it's just like watching this. You can't believe like someone would be so stupid to think they could get away with this. Yeah. (laughs) And it gets, it gets like, it starts off pretty funny and innocent. And then, you know, obviously gets darker and darker when the rock gets into heavy into drugs. Yeah. And, uh, that that scene where they have the husband and wife over and they're dancing with her and they get in a confrontation with the guy and uh, Wahlberg accidentally drops the weights onto his head. It's I'll tell like, you what that reminded me of. That reminded me of very bad things. Yeah. Where, <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, they just accidentally kill somebody and it just oh, it just goes downhill from there even more. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's it's one of those things where it's like it just snowballs and keeps snowballing yeah. and keeps snowballing. And that was just like a lot of uh, chain reaction of accidents happening that, you know, smash the dude's head. And 
then she comes into the room and they have to kill her. And then uh, Anthony Mackie's character accidentally kills her by giving her a shot of like tranquilizer or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think like from what I've read, let's see, I have at just over 20 million. This movie is Michael Bay's lowest budgeted film since his first, since his feature film debut bad boys in 1995 Bay, Mark Wahlberg and Dwayne Johnson all took pay cuts to keep the budget down. And it was the first R rated movie since bad boys Two. Because wow. this one, like I said, a lot of dark stuff and there's a surprisingly yeah. amount of blood and guts. I mean, we know that you're going to get a lot of explosions and fire and action in a Michael Bay movie, but this is probably yeah. like his most violent. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned that it was shot in Miami and I, I saw a lot of stuff going through the trivia about this one, about how, you know, there's a lot of famous um movie locations that you can see reused or see in the background and the only one i really thought was interesting was that um there's a scene you can see dexter's apartment in the background oh i didn't i didn't see that when i missed it that's awesome (laughs) and so yeah he um walbert's character daniel he he goes to this conference and uh isn't ken jung yeah is johnny yeah johnny he's like doing this big inspirational speech, uh, sort of talking them up and trying to get them stoked to be rich and famous too. Yeah. Um, I think this was based on, uh, Tuan Tommy Vu, the eighties and nineties King of the infomercials. Uh, that's who Michael Bay based this on. Cause I don't think this was actually part of the real story. I think he uh-huh. added that on, but, um, I'm not familiar with Tommy Vu, the King of the infomercials. Are you? No, <laughs> I'm sure if I if I like looked him up on YouTube, I'd probably recognize him. Yeah, but the <laughs> scene where Dexter's apartment is when um, Adrian, who's um, Anthony Mackie's character, brings the racing dog to Robin, and uh, that's like when he brings a dog to her. You can see Dexter's apartment in the back. So okay. if you watch this one again, that's that's where you spot it. Cool, uh-huh. and that's Rebel Wilson who plays, and she's pretty funny in this too. She's yeah really over the top just like everybody is yeah (laughs) and uh makes me laugh a lot in that one yeah so uh some other little trivia i found like uh the home this is an interesting one the home of frank gringa belongs to michael bay it is also the former miami home of hulk hogan where they shot hogan Hogan knows best (laughs) that's hilarious you know another miami thing it makes a lot of sense yeah Uh, yeah there's a a lot of funny little cameos in this movie too like i noticed um what's his name uh the wrestler now i'm drawing a blank on his name but um kurt angle he's in like the jail oh yeah he gets in a fight with the rock yeah Yeah. Uh (laughs) and uh so yeah this this one to me like like i said i'm not a Wahlberg fan i'm not a michael bay fan but this one is like the perfect combination of their elements like everybody fits into their spot perfectly to make a yeah I'm, I'm with you on uh, mark Wahlberg, but he does play dumb good so right this movie boogie nights any time when he plays a just has to play a moron it's awesome it works out really well for him <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think of uh, i mean i've He's been doing what's uh, Michael Bay's been doing like 
he did what Transformers movies. He did the he, he produced a lot. Of, he's produced a lot of stuff with his uh, production company. But I'm trying to think of what else he's really directed that I am not a fan of because I, I was not a person that enjoyed like Armageddon. Um, I'm not a big uh, Bad Boys fan, but I think those movies, you know, the, the Bad Boys movies are definitely like yeah. Michael Bay specialty. Right Did he do alley. the last Bad Boys movie, the third one that just came out? I, I don't know. I don't know if he directed or he just produced because it seemed like something that I just saw that and I thought, oh, that's that's a bad boys movie. It's not bad, but you know it is what it is. No, he didn't. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I'm looking on the on the IMDb page. He did Six Underground, which is a Netflix movie, I think. I never yeah, saw that one. I, um, I didn't either. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize he actually directed the the last the transformers last night i have never seen like any of them beyond the first one but he's directed all of them it looks like besides bumblebee maybe uh-huh which so is a really good one by the way bumblebee. yeah that yeah my friend jason, yeah my friend jason's a huge transformers like toy and animated cartoon fan and uh i always bring up the movies and he's like uh, don't talk about them but i think he mentioned that bumblebee was like the one that's done the the justice but uh yeah the island, you know, that one's fine. Um, Pearl Harbor, not my thing. Armageddon yeah. feels about the same. I do like The Rock. The Rock is... I like uh, The Rock. Yeah. yeah. And I like The Island. And it's a, a very Michael Bay movie, but I, I like The Island for whatever reason. Well, it's it, funny because I actually, of... yeah, brought up The Rock recently because I had seen Con Air at the drive-in and um, that whole era of, like, Con Air, Snake Eyes. Um, yeah face off and the rock gets shown that gets sort of shoved into there. And to me, that's, I don't know. I don't really associate that one with the rest of them, but I guess uh-huh. it does fit. You know, it came out in 96. It fits with a, that whole era of over the top nineties action, but it's, yeah. I don't know. It feels a little different to me, but I love the, yeah. uh, you know, this one shot in Miami and it's very like neons, like a lot of teals, pinks, oranges. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's, you know, ripped a lot of tank tops, a lot of, uh, the car that he drives is so douchey and stupid. Yeah. Uh, that I, I imagine the costuming department had a blast with this one, just picking out sweatpants and, you yeah. know, uh, tank tops and whatever. Uh, some of the, the uh, trivia I was reading about this was so stupid. Like someone said, you know, Paul speaks about hitting rock bottom in a movie, which is funny because that's his finishing move in the WWE. And it's like, that- that's not really uh trivia. That's just a coincidence, but um... Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Okay. Yes, it's interesting too because I feel like this was 2013 and the rock has become an, the, the actor or yeah, Dwayne Johnson, I guess I should say to differentiate since we're actually 
he has a movie called the rock um he probably <laughs> he probably never play like a side character like that ever again because now he's like the biggest right most expensive actor in the world and uh it just probably you know good timing on their part to be able to get him into this role because he was sort of up and coming as an actor at that time but now he's yeah. considered you know big time and you know like i said he just wouldn't be playing like a, a minor character now but they uh they kidnap this guy and there's just so many gnarly scenes where they're they're torturing him and getting him to sign off stuff and the scene where Wahlberg's character goes in and he's got like the signatures, but they're not even on the right pl- places of the paper. Right. So he has, he has <laughs> to go like to, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rob Cordy's, uh, character who is like a notary. And that one, that scene had Nikki laughing cause, uh, she works at a bank and she's also a notary. And, uh, <laughs> it's just like to think you could get away with this. And he, he's like, you know, Oh, he's on vacation. He's off saving elephants or some, some bullshit. Yeah. I just, I'm like, how, how dumb, do you think people are how can you get away with this uh, <laughs> so what was your probably like your favorite scene that stood out to you uh i don't know it just i think when they uh i don't know if it really stood out but when they uh killed the couple like with the weights to the head and the horse tranquilizer and then they decided to chop them up i was like Oh, I haven't seen a good chopping up the old body and probably dissolving them in a bad acid scene. I don't know in a while, and that was actually that was very bad things when they did. I think yeah. they was going to do that, but they're going to the Home Depot and and they got the hair and the freaking saw they're trying to return. But yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, I haven't seen a good body chopping up video or movie in a long time, so this is funny. But <laughs> towards the end there, I was just like. I was saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, a lot. <laughs> and I hadn't done that in a while. I was just like, these morons, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, it's it's hilarious when they actually, like, go to the Home Depot and they're shopping in the first place. And it's like uh, he pulls a chainsaw, not even like it's not even a box. It's just sitting on the shelf, <laughs> grabs a little like electric chainsaw. They have barrels. It's like couldn't be more obvious what they're doing. Yeah. They had like a bag of of. <laughs> I don't even know what that was like lie or something that they were going to yeah. put in the barrels uh, and they get there and they obviously have never done this before completely. Like you said, in over their heads and uh, he tries to use the chainsaw instantly gets the wife's hair stuck in it yeah. and then it won't work. And they're, they're arguing over and fighting over who has to do it. So he's like, I'm going to go old school gets the ax. And, uh, and then they have to yeah go back to the store with this chainsaw with the They didn't even bother pulling the hair out of it. Yeah. And the, the clerk the, the clerk is like, there's some kind of fur stuck in this. And of course the, the cops show up right behind them as this is happening. And uh they somehow don't get caught there. But then at the end, it's like when everything comes to you know a complete it, it, it literally hits rock bottom when the police figure out everything um and they're after them and he's he's running and he's at the bank trying to get out use the cash deposit box he he wants to see what's in the the box and there's just like some baby booties or something and some yeah, some old pictures yeah, yeah uh so then we have like a high high speed chase there and yeah i mean we get some of the typical stuff but i can't even recall many like big explosions which is what he's known yeah. for so probably you know very restrained is probably tough for him to not like explode a bunch of shit we have the i, I guess we do have the car <laughs> The car does explode when they try to kill him in the car wreck, and then he he catches on fire, yeah. which is <laughs> hilarious. Uh, 
it's like you know run him over he's on fire you got to put him out by running him over and the, the, the rock is too nice and won't do that um larry yeah. hankin plays the pastor randy and he's like a a really classic uh character actor crazy carl from billy madison yeah oh hey he's... carl how's it going great billy <laughs> today? yeah every time i see him pop up pop up in a movie i'm like crazy carl <laughs> Yeah, he's. I'm trying to remember. He's in. Uh, he's also in Breaking Bad, which is funny because that works out. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. this has obviously some elements from Breaking Bad in it that made me think of that. Um, uh-huh. you know the bodies and the barrels and that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, he's in Barry. He's in Breaking Bad. I think he was in Seinfeld too. Uh, uh which that doesn't surprise Friends. anybody because landlord on Friends. Okay. My wife been watching a ton of Friends and saw see Crazy Carl pop up. Like, oh, Crazy Carl, Billy Madison. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I'm thinking he was in, and his IMDb page is like a mile long because he's I'm in sure, yeah. 189 credits as an actor. So he's been in everything. Yeah. But so it doesn't surprise me that he's, you know, one of those guys. He's in Vegas Vacation. Um, but I remember him. Oh, he's in It's Pat, the movie. Um, but he's, he's one of those like character actors that just plays like, yeah. you know, a gritty dude. I, yeah, now I remember what my first thing, I remember him from Home Alone when um Catherine O'Hara calls back to Chicago and she's trying to find someone to go check on Kevin he's like working yeah. as a police officer and he's eating the donut and is like oh you need to talk to family crisis whole line one yeah. back and forth <laughs> yeah but when he, he pops up in anything I'm always excited uh just because like oh it's that guy you know yeah that guy one of those it, that guys yeah and then that took sort of a sort of a dark turn because you think yeah. you know he's gonna be good like a good thing for the rock or dwayne johnson and then uh he obviously tries to um hit on him and gets his ass beat and (laughs) and and gets into like a typical michael bay action scene where there's like a big bloody brawl and somehow doesn't get arrested for that but um i think there's i think there's that scene i don't know if it was that scene but there in the cemetery next to the church and and the rock like it's all like worked up and he raises his voice and he sounded just like he did in the second jumanji movie where he was actually uh danny devito was in his body oh yeah real whiny at the time and he's like why did you do that like oh my god he sounds like he did jumanji like super whiny (laughs) that's hilarious i I actually like uh Dwayne Johnson as an actor I think um yeah I would like to see him work with a really good director to be honest I feel like this is probably like one of the bigger name directors it seems like when they hire the rock for a movie that's like what they spend their budget on so then they skip Mm -hmm. out on a director and a writer so he he's in sort of these dumb mindless movies um now that are you know big obviously i can't say you know he shouldn't do these because they're humongous you know they back up the truck and dump a load of money on him but i would like to see him in like a serious like maybe not necessarily a serious drama role for him but uh something like even if it's just like like sandler did with uncut gems maybe exactly yeah. yeah yeah he's really he's a good actor and people don't realize how rare it is to find someone who's good at acting and athletic like him that was in, you know, a pro wrestler. And I know pro wrestling is like 99% acting, but it's also, you know, 
it's just it's not a lot of as much as they've tried i mean you look at the history of pro wrestlers as actors you know we have roddy piper who was in they live and and i loved him in that but it wasn't yeah. necessarily known for his acting chops and that and then we have like hulk hogan who was awful and everything you know yeah um, his movies are so bad they're good those kind of things yeah. and then you know we have john cena is actually pretty damn funny i like him and stuff yeah but i can't really think of too many people especially i mean the rock is like i would argue, i would say he's probably the highest paid actor right now i mean it's hard to find yeah. someone who's who's more in demand and uh yeah and then you got the inverse of the opposite of that, I guess, where you got you got Schwarzenegger, who's a big movie star, and he's not that good of an actor. But he right. can still make a shitload of movies and a shitload of money doing it for a long time. Like, I right. just watched Commando the other day, and I'm like, oh, God, he is not a good actor uh, at all. And oh, yeah. Not losing the accent all this time, I guess, is a you know, sign of that. <laughs> yeah, and, and he... Uh, his current state that Arnold Den is like, I, I heard he had just signed on to do his first TV show, but he, you know, after he did his run as governor, he sort of tried to do like a big comeback and it didn't go that great for him, to be honest. Um, he, he's done a lot of movies since then, but his uh, box office numbers just haven't been what they, you know, had been in the past. Yeah. And, uh, I've always loved Arnold. I like him as a person. Um, but yeah, he's yeah. not. He's never been a necessarily good great, actor. That's being, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, that's you know, putting him in like the Terminator is perfect because he very yeah. little, very few lines, um, acts robotic, and you just need him as a big body. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think The Rock is sort of underrated, especially when I watch something like this, and he has uh, both the comedy chops and he plays some more serious stuff too, where he gets really angry and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I really think he shines in something like this. I, I admit I haven't seen, I don't know if I've seen, no, I haven't seen either of the new Jumanji movies. So they're um, pretty I, good actually. Yeah. I, I've seen them both. They're very enjoyable. I think I probably should check them out. Cause I, I love Jack black and uh, I yeah. like the, the cast that, you know, DeVito obviously in the second one. And yeah, um, I, I really should check them out, but um Yeah. Did you have any other thoughts on this uh, pain and gain? It's pretty simple, straightforward, and yeah, you know, not, not a whole lot to it, really. I thought there was a, a couple good um, soundtrack moments. Like, I hadn't heard Blaze of Glory by John Bon Jovi in a movie since, like, Young Guns 2. Yeah. <laughs> and it really fit well with the scene that was going on there, getting ready to go out in a Blaze of Glory. And then there was a scene, I think it was probably when they decided to start chopping up the bodies i don't know where they was playing a stone song and it was yeah. like very martin scorsese very much martin scorsese vibe with a rolling stones song playing over what they were doing like it's all oh, shit's happening now yeah <laughs> like good and, fellas. and uh gangster's paradise was played twice like once when they yeah. were sneaking in to steal to uh steal the dude and then at the, the kidnap and then at the very end um during the end credits that was i thought that was awesome um yeah i think that was written for dangerous minds right the movie was yeah right it was and, yeah that's cool yeah. And when was this do you do you happen to know off the top of your head when this actually like the kidnapping stuff happened i don't remember uh i don't know maybe early 
I want to say early 90s, like 1990. I, I don't quote me on that, but I, I'm guessing that's when it happened. Like, right, it wasn't too far before the uh, movie was written. Okay. And then what, or well, maybe it was mid 90s. I think. Yeah, I was just trying sure. to think of like if the if they really nailed the aesthetic it doesn't feel like it's necessarily like they don't dress necessarily like they're 90s in some yeah. ways but i mean they're wearing you know they're stuff wearing that's, gym clothes yeah <laughs> yeah gym clothes which have been about the same since you know the 90s so it doesn't really yeah affect it much but it, it's hilarious when uh Wahlberg is like his dream is to have enough a big enough lawn to like mow it and and enjoy yeah. mowing the lawn and he moves <laughs> into that big ass house and the neighbor's like you know he's he's schooling the kids on the the uh, basketball hoop that's hilarious yeah <laughs> it seems like that guy his uh neighbor guy he always shows up in michael bay movies he was in the island as a matter of fact the goofy the goofy neighbor guy i can't think of his name yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's he comes over and introduces himself and you know is like uh see you got your basketball hoop over there and he's like yeah bring the kids over i can you know a little do a little coaching and he schools them and yeah. everything it's hilarious and oh, the, I remember it was um, 95 because I, I always remember what I was doing in 95 and it was like, uh, I just met my wife that, that summer. <laughs> so I was trying to think yeah. of what was going on at the time. So it was like 94, 95. Okay. Yeah, that's all went down. Yeah. That makes sense with some of the soundtrack and, and stuff. That yeah. makes sense. Uh, I did read a little bit about the actual Sun Jim gang and they made a total of seven failed attempts to kidnap their first victim before they were successful. And I'm trying to remember how many they, they only showed what two unsuccessful trips. This one, this one, when they went to the house and he was having like a dinner party. And then the other one was when they're in the parking lot and they got the wrong car. Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. Backed up the car to the wrong, they backed up the van to the wrong car and he completely eluded yeah. them without even trying. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> they're like looking under the van for him. They're like, where did he go? He literally disappeared. <laughs> And that just shows, like, that was a great setup to how stupid these characters truly yeah. are. And uh, and I love when he's, like, showing, he has, like, the diorama, and he's showing the other two guys, uh, you know, exactly their plan, and it has the voiceover from The Rock, and he's like, I don't know how he comes up with this. I really don't think he knows what he's doing, but, um, you know, we're going to go with it and yeah. <laughs> try to figure it out, and uh, it's so perfect. The, one yeah. of the actors, uh, Peter Stormware, I, Stormer, I, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. actually from the Big yeah. Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, and he's in Fargo too, which is funny. Yeah, connecting it back, and he was in talk about morons getting in over their head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that makes a lot of sense that he's in both of those, and it sort of yeah. brings it back to where you're saying, you know, it reminds you a lot of Fargo. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's just it's just a lot of cool little characters, a lot of uh, character actors in the background, and. I, I like this movie because it doesn't feel like it's on the same over the top scope that most uh, Michael Bay movies are. I mean, obviously yeah. there's it's, it's action packed and you know, they don't waste a minute of the movie, but um, there's yeah, just, and it, was a, it felt like a long movie too, but they used like every, it was like over two hours long and it, and it was very enjoyable. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a real, it was a real tale to tell. <laughs> Yeah, this one definitely, like I said, it surprised me. I actually own it on Blu-ray because um, I think I got like a used copy at Family Video for a couple bucks. I was like, this will be something I can throw on when I want something on the background or I just want to feel like in a mood to watch something funny. Um, yeah. 
they said that on Daniel's car, they had to remove the T-tops because uh, the rock was too tall to actually physically fit into the car. There's a funny scene where they're all three in the car and Anthony Mackie and the rock heads are both sticking out of the top. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that yeah. set was like uh, them trying to like, I bet between like shots, they were, they were all still actually weightlifting and trying to like one up each other. Yeah. But there's, I can't imagine trying to be in that situation with a rock. I'd be like, fuck it. There's no way I'm, yeah, I'm not, no I'm not even going to be close to him. So why even try? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, you know, yeah. that's an interesting thing where people change their bodies and, uh, you know, Anthony Mackie, this was 2013. So I don't think he was doing the Marvel stuff yet, but no. Um, and he didn't seem like that big for a bodybuilder, but he seemed a lot bigger than he did as, you know, a Marvel superhero. He doesn't seem like he's that big of a guy. Right. The the Falcon or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And when, you know, you put anybody next to the rock, uh, they're going to look small, but yeah, it definitely seemed like Wahlberg and maybe it's because we're so used to seeing him at a certain size, but he definitely, you know, you could clearly see he bulked up. And I think knowing that uh, Anthony Mackie only had three weeks is still impressive, you know, and and him and Wahlberg are the same same weight in this movie but um yeah that's definitely not an ambition i ever have to look anything no. like that so uh <laughs> i think in the night before with anthony mackie he's playing like a pro football player and he's using steroids and not telling people so it made me think of that it's like how many movies uh-huh. is uh anthony mackie roiding up in <laughs> yeah. but he does the same yeah. thing he like shoots the needle in his butt in both movies it's sort of funny how uh-huh. that you know, has that connection, but I, I really like him in comedy stuff. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of his stuff in the the Marvel universe necessarily. I just think he's, he's better in a comedy setting. I think he's really fun yeah. and under underused in comedies. I'd like to see him in more stuff, yeah. but yeah, um, this is, like I said, it's probably one of my favorite Michael Bay movies and I'm glad that I got you to watch it. I'm glad you really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, it was very enjoyable. And I don't even know, like like I said, I think I was just, I'm just, sometimes I get Michael Bayed out or sometimes there's somebody that's just like, okay, I don't want to watch that because it's that same spiel from a director or whatever. Yeah. And this one just looked like it was over the top Michael Bay and I, I just kind of skipped it all this time. And then you're yeah. like, hey, you check it out. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, the trailers, you know, do a good job of pointing out what it is. But I mean, yeah. I, I think the humor is what saves this one because yeah. a lot of the Michael Bay stuff is so serious. It's like, I love that this mixes the humor and the the action. It just, to yeah. me, I, I'd like to see more of that. These three guys in a comedy and uh, that we're, we're laughing at them, not with them. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's sort of <laughs> nice as a, as a normal everyday dude to watch like, big bulky good looking handsome men fuck up over and over again yeah and and, and eventually get theirs because i think uh i also read as of as of 2020 uh daniel lugo and adrian dorball are still on death row oh my god so they're they're not dead yet but they're still on death row and yeah the character the rock played i think he got out after yeah yeah 15 years they said at the end credits and it'd be interesting to see what he's doing now you know i i don't know I don't think they did touch on that much, but um, I imagine he's probably looking over his shoulder a lot because 
they yeah. fucked with a lot of people's money and <laughs> oh uh, you know what you can do um i did this after the movie you know how you say i said you can go to uh i was glad that they showed what they looked like in the in the credits because i would normally do that anyway just to see what they look like and you can still go to the uh inmate lookup for the department of corrections website just look up their name see what they look oh. like now <laughs> yeah they probably get like a yearly mugshot or something yeah yeah, and you can do that for any state, any prison, as long as you know the name. So I just just looked up Daniel Lugo and looked up there he is. Good to know. Good to hear. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I, I I will definitely do that when we're done recording. Check out what they all look like. Uh, how yeah. accurate are they to you know what you, what the guys look like now? Probably doesn't look anything like Mark Wahlberg. Doesn't look now. like anything like them. They're not terrible looking guys, but they're just like normal ass looking dudes. Yeah. They're probably still <laughs> probably still ripped because like the only thing to do in prison is to they're, lift weights. They're super tan because they're in jail in Florida, so there's a lot of you know being outside down there. <laughs> yeah, I read that uh, Wahlberg was getting like spray tans every week because uh, he didn't like he was working out but didn't tan before the movie, so he's to sort of keep oh, up with God. the other two. He didn't want to look completely pale, so yeah, he's getting spray tans. <laughs> but that's like. You know they're all sort of just ripped and glistening in this movie. It's just very, yeah. much, you know, the scenes yeah. where like they're Anthony Mackie shooting up in the locker room, and it's it's like I imagine that's probably pretty accurate from what I've heard. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. Joe Rogan was I was listening to his podcast recently with uh, Miley Cyrus, and and they were talking about like v- being vegan, and Rogan was like, never listen to a vegan bodybuilder. He's like. You know, they'll tell you that you can use this or that. He's like, uh, they're all using steroids. He's like, yeah. never, never take advice from any bodybuilder. They're all on something. He's like, never That's just funny. don't listen to it. And made me think yeah. of this though. Yeah. But I think uh, Tony Shalhoub was like the third guy that they had in mind for this. Like they, they try to cast really? two others. I'm trying to remember who the other two were. Um, might be able to see here on the trivia, but uh, I think he was like their third choice. And, I think he killed it. I absolutely love him. Oh, he did. He kills every role he's in. And this one was no different. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. I'm trying to find it out here in the IMDb, but I'm not, it's not popping up. But um, wait, here we go. Albert Brooks was considered for the role of Victor Kershaw, but a deal cannot be reached. And John Turturro was cast instead. Then Turturro had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. So Tony Shalhoub was cast. The, the Albert Brooks reminds me of um, uh, the what is it? Um, the uh, George Clooney, Jennifer Lopez, uh, Out of Sight. Okay. He was in that, and it was kind of a similar thing. It's down in South Florida, and he's in jail, and they he's got some money, and they they try to you know shake him down. And they start in prison, though. Yeah, yeah that that would make sense. That's a good casting choice. <laughs> I think it. Yeah, I think it ended up awesome. Yeah, ended up in the right hands. Um, it's yeah. hard to. It's always with like the recasting stuff. It's hard to imagine anyone else after you've seen the movie. Um, yeah. I'm not. I, I. I don't know if I would have. I mean, uh, Totoro. John Totoro was in uh, Oh Brother Where Out Thou, Miller's mm-hmm. Crossing. He was in a lot of stuff, so that makes sense too. They had a you know sort of character they were going for the curly hair and uh yeah yeah definitely yeah. trying to cast a certain look and feel for a character but 
Yeah. Uh, Shalhoub was awesome. I believed him as a rich asshole, and I thought, yeah, he, he knocked out of the park. <laughs> and just overall, the cast on this one's fantastic. A plus casting, yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. Every time like somebody showed up, I'm like, God damn, they're in here too. Ooh, look at there's Ed Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ed Harris is awesome uh, in everything too. He's just he, he doesn't he seems like a dude you wouldn't want to fuck with at all ever. Right. He's just <laughs> he's intimidating all the time. Yeah. Just you never seems like he's a nice dude. There's actually a YouTube uh, or a Facebook page where someone's editing different songs over the clip of him dancing in Creep Show. And that's really oh, hilarious because nice. <laughs> he has like a really awkward dance in that movie. And so people, yeah. are, you know, that's a trend now is putting funny music over it. So, yeah. Um, and that's crazy. That movie came out what, like 82. Yeah. I remember when that movie came out and, and then I just watched it like not too long ago. And I'm like, Holy crap. Ed Harris was in this too. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like eight when there was seven or eight when this movie came out. And I didn't even realize I was watching Ed Harris at that age. <laughs> Yeah, he and he had a pretty full, much the like, same. He has, but he has like yeah. the blonde hair in that one. Yeah, <laughs> had the longer blonde uh, hair. He's yeah. aging very well, just losing his hair. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> he he probably uh will keep going for as long as he can. Hopefully, he's one of those yeah. other character actors I really enjoy seeing. So. Yep. Yeah. Did you have any final thoughts on Pain and Gain before we sign off tonight? No, I think we I think I'm good. You gonna go uh, lift some iron and you know? No, up? I'm not. I'm just me either. <laughs> if if anything, to... we've learned from this movie is like, uh, I guess the lesson is like, don't kidnap people and don't get into weightlifting. Yeah, really. <laughs> I have to go to the gym now. Like uh, I had a, I have to go to cardiac rehab because the my little heart situation. So yeah. They want, my doctor wants me to go like uh, do like. A, it's just an hour a day and I do it three times a week and it's good for me. And I've been meaning to go to the gym, but now I like have to go to the gym because the doctor told me I'm kind of required. Yeah. So it's good and it gets me out. But now I'm at the point where I've been doing it for like two months and I'm like, God, when are they going to cut me loose from cardiac rehab <laughs> so I don't have to go lift five pound weight for yeah. 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah. A couple, it's it's probably like, uh, probably like a month or so ago when we were all, if everyone, you know, we've been cooped up in the house and I was like, it was pretty hot out. And I was like, it was a Sunday morning, woke up early and I was like, I'm going to go for a run. And Nikki's like, why would you do that? We have a treadmill or even then, why yeah. would you physically want to run? I'm like, I just feel like doing it. I'm going to like run a mile. And I have this route around the house and I got like two blocks. I'm like, why did I do this? This is a bad decision. And well, it I, took me I walked the this treadmill at and I work this treadmill uh, like three times a week. And I'm like, this isn't so bad. And then I go for a walk out in the world. I'm like, I sweat like a bitch. My God, I've never been so wet. This is, is a totally yeah. different environment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, anytime I exercise, I've, I remember quickly how out of shape I am. Cause I, I was yeah. like in high school, I was in, pretty good athletic shape and then uh after that you know it was like when i wasn't forced to take gym class it was at yeah. least when i worked i worked at retail i unloaded trucks and stuff and then now i work an office job and i'm completely yeah. out of shape and it's like uh some it's like in my mind i'm like i'm still that young guy but um then my yeah. body's like hey remember you're not i'm like okay sorry yeah i'm totally not in shape either but when i need to get something like we're working on our we're we just redid our backyard and uh i have I had to do something to it the other day. I took Friday off 
and I was, oh, I was using the power washer. I used the power washer on my driveway. <laughs> it's a yeah. sidewalk, and I had to do some other stuff to the yard. And I worked on my day off. I worked seven hours nonstop in the heat all day long, just sweat my ass off. And I'm like, see, I can do something if I need to do it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like when I do something like that, it just like drains me for the rest of the night and probably a lot of the next day. Yeah. It like just takes me out and even yeah. less. Well, I didn't do anything the next day. I was done. I didn't leave. Yeah. The I was say that that's a that's a long day in the heat and it's been pretty yeah. hot. So, uh, yeah, we could do a uh, pain and no gain. It's just us, you know, yeah. trying to power <laughs> power washing the yard and mowing the grass yeah. and shit. <laughs> That's like yeah, the best workout enough. I get. We have these two huge hills, like the front yard and the backyard. Mowing the lawn is absolutely hell for me. So uh, that's yeah. like I consider that a workout. If I do that, I don't do anything for like three. You got your exercise after. in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I have friends yeah. who um, are like into weightlifting, or um, you know, they go to the gym quite often. And I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm happy for you guys. I would much rather sit and watch three movies than go to the gym. So I'm with you on that totally. Yeah. No. How far are you on your movie list for this year? Uh, I am at, and I'll pull up my Twitter just to be sure, but I think I'm at 246, which Dang, is man. 245, which was The Great Muppet Caper this morning. No, so 246 because I watched Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted Three again. So I'm at 246. That's impressive. So. Let me see. What is today's date? It is September 7th. Yep. Hold on. September 7th. I'm doing a little figuring here. And this is the 250th day of the year. So I'm not far behind the uh, 365 movies in a year. Yeah, you can do it. I'm I'm only four behind. So yeah, there's a, I think I was 10, I think I was 10 movies ahead of the days of the year not that i'm trying to do that it was just it was working out that way yeah and and you think that with like all the covid stuff and staying home it would help but i end up binge watching a lot of tv shows so it hurts the movie watching stuff. right <laughs> me and my wife were like watching re-watching lost and we're oh, okay. in season three from like 16 years ago yeah yeah <laughs> Was it 16 years ago? God, it's, it was 16 That's years wild. Ago. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so anyway, I'm not doing too far off the pace of 365, well, 366 movies in a leap year knocked out. Yeah, I know a lot of people who are doing, you know, the September and October, like, horror movie a day challenge thing already. And Yeah. Uh, I'm just, sure I'll pick up a bunch of, bunch of numbers in October with the horror movies. My wife yeah. loves watching horror movies. Me too. And, and I with do too. And... Yeah, with this and the Attack of the Killer podcast, uh, it's sort of nice because it's like, sort of like having homework where I'm like, oh, I got to watch this before I record that and that and that, you know. So yeah. it's like, it gives me a little direction with it. And it feels like I'm actually doing something rather than just sitting around and watching movies. But I don't think there's anything wrong with sitting around watching movies, obviously. So yeah, nothing wrong with that. We even like this little patio thing. We just built a patio and we got a little, got a little fire pit. And I hauled the TV out there the other night from our kitchen. And it's a pretty, it's like, I don't know how big it is, but you know, it's a big screen. Yeah. When I say big screen, I mean like 32 inch TV. Not bad. 
Yeah. And we're sitting there by the fire pit watching it. And she's like, uh, oh, this could be perfect for horror movies. Yeah. We get out here with the blanket in the fire pit. We're, we're just going to knock out some horror movie nights. I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. Glad yeah, we got been, a patio now. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to think of how, like, we have, like, a little deck. And I was like, maybe I can, you know, pop up, like, a little screen and use a projector. And because... I miss watching movies with my friends. I, I mean, I do have the capital at my disposal and we could socially distance in there, but something about watching, I watched Friday the 13th outside in college and that was like the most fun I've ever had watching that movie. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. adds, adds an element to it. And especially, you know, we have a small window where the weather's really nice and perfect for it. So. Yeah. Speaking of which, Friday the 13th, three in 3D was the last movie I saw in the theater before Tenet. Yeah, me too. me too. Like a lot of people are like, I saw people were like, the last thing I saw was Sonic the Hedgehog. And if that's the last thing I ever seen a theater, I'm going to be so mad. I'm like, well, at least we saw something fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I saw that. And uh, I think on the 12th, we watched The Hunt the night before. So that was a nice. Little, I was, uh, I've only seen four movies in theaters. I think it was Friday 13th, Tenet. And before that, I saw uh, The Invisible Man and uh, Little Women. Yeah. little women in theater <laughs> awesome well now that you yeah. know they're slowly opening back up and hopefully you know things are looking better and we can start enjoying movies together again in theaters and hopefully yeah. you know i can get my film festival back up and running and that would be nice yeah to get people nice. together and yeah but i, I definitely yeah, miss cool. it yeah cool well, uh, again, thanks for coming on and thanks for chatting with me about uh, a Michael Bay movie. And I'll have to have you on again sometime. Or if you think of anything, even if you watch something, you're like, oh, I bet Tad would like this. Or uh, yeah. there's a lot of classic TV stuff I've never seen. I've never seen a second of Lost. Um, oh, my I'm, gosh. I'm not going to watch like the entire <laughs> show for you. Um, no. but I've had I've had some people. I've had some people that are like reaching out like his uh, friend is like, you're going to for your podcast, I'm going to invite you and you're going to take a jujitsu class with me in my gym. And I'm like, all <laughs> right, I'm terrified of that, but okay. And another friend is a big uh, gun enthusiast. And he's like, let's go shoot some guns. I'm like, all right, like we'll go yeah. experience some new stuff. So hopefully, you know, if you ever, yeah. like I said, if you ever think of something or you, you watch a lot of movies. So if you see something like you well, think we can plug my, we can plug my Twitter account at yeah. MJ, MJ Provine at MJ Provine. I have a movie count. And I, yeah. I started it because Scott Lucas from Local H had a movie count. So I copied off of him. And then and I copied off a, of you. And then you copied off of me and and a couple of people from my work copied off of me. And I have like a cousin that did the same thing. And they all have movie counts. And, uh, but uh, I follow like, do you still do it? You still do it, I, right? I do it on Letterboxd now. Yep. Yeah, that Letterboxd, but not on Twitter. I do no. it on, I just started on Letterboxd this year. And I haven't been really good on it the past like month for some reason. I got to go update it. But, but yeah. But Scott Lucas started it, and he's a for a rock musician is an excellent movie reviewer, and he's very to the point. It's just real concise, real quick. But he knows his shit. Like, yeah. Real like he's really good at like cinema. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Like art, artists know their art, you know, and I've met yeah, a lot of musicians yeah, yeah. who are very into movies and know their shit. So it, it has a lot of crossover. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, again, thanks for jumping on and uh, we'll have you on again sometime soon on uh, first time podcast. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, Dad. Bye. Yep, bye. 
Thank you again for listening to the First Time Podcast. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and give us a like on Facebook. Follow or subscribe to the First Time Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts. A huge thank you goes out to Scott Schreiner of Weezer for our intro and outro music. Last but not least, do us a favor and share this podcast with someone else who might enjoy it. We appreciate your support.